Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. My name is David Cowlishaw and I'm joined by Chris Brammer. Hello, hello. And I'm joined by Tony Lloyd. Hello, hello. The lads are back. And you know what? You know who else is back? Stoke, Bleeding, City. What a week. (laughs) What a week. What a week to be alive. Oh, man. 1-0 win away at top of the table, West Brom. A 2-0 home win over Swansea City. Wow, where do you begin, Chris? What is the best thing about this week for you? Um, ooh, that's a a very a very good question. Uh, I I think for me the best thing is the uh, win against West Brom at the start of the week, purely because they're top of the league and and we haven't beaten West Brom in so long, and it's just it's it's wonderful to get a win over them because I definitely didn't expect it. But there's as I know, yesterday was with our win against Swansea was great. Tyrese Campbell signing a contract is great. Um, there's just so many good. It's been an all-in-all positive week. I can't think of a single negative Stoke City-related thing from this week, which is which is rare. I don't know when the last time we've just had all good things, but but this this week certainly is is a very good week. Um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. The under 18s even went and bloody won eight nil as well. So it was just like everything yeah. just coming up Stoke. It's absolutely marvellous marvellous scenes uh, we'll start with that West Brom game uh, you mentioned then so uh, I was not expecting much from this game Tony um, <laughs> I think that's fair to say and we and we were just bloody stoke about everything we were just battling and fighting and doing all that really good uh, you know heart sweat tears stuff yeah and West Brom were pretty shit we made them look shit exactly that's exactly it we made them look shit they weren't even that shit on their own it's just because we were being good and doing things like hard work and dare I say passion but Mm. in a in a pragmatic but wonderful way and that's the game that I missed the first half of because I was driving back from the north but still it was the second half was all right that I saw it was just it was just good, but that then bleeds nicely into yesterday because it's just it's we're just we're good now. It's like if we, if <laughs> if we started slow yesterday and but if now under the new regime and the new Stoke, if we're not playing well, we just get a bit better until we are. It's actual magic. It's 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 fucking love football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just been. An absolutely tremendous week, and there have been like uh, unexpected uh, things in common across these two games. That perhaps a few weeks ago, if you you'd have suggested that we'd have been praising Tom Ince for two performances in which he didn't uh, uh, he didn't score, he'd created an assist at West Brom, lest we forget. Um, but he was applauded off the pitch in both games. Uh, fans recognising the effort he put in. Tommy Smith is. <laughs> actually looking like you know a first choice championship right back and then some uh Danny Bart looks like a proper defender Liam Lindsay looks like a proper defender yes. Jack Butland is growing in confidence just these performances have been like slowly teased out by Michael O'Neill um and that's massive credit to him as a man manager uh, but there's also a, a sense of 
he's really starting to get his shit together tactically as well. Um, I know, obviously, if we win games, you'll you'll credit a manager for his tactics. But the first 20 minutes against Swansea, we looked on the ropes. But they were pretty tidy side. But the way we responded to that was to read their game plan so well. I mean, you said it uh, yesterday, Tony. The amount of times Alan or Tommy Smith kind of intercepted their diagonal balls mm. or uh, were, were there to break up the play, that was just really good tactical nous from Michael O'Neill. So we, he's not just this kind of, um, you know, Sergeant Major, I'm going to fire these guys up and then make them t- play like the team they're supposed to. He knows what he's doing. He's a clever, clever egg. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think as well, though, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Dave, when you said they're looking confident. And I think confidence is a, is a massive thing. If you take... I mean, Jack Butland is obviously improved and showing signs of his of his old self. But as you mentioned there, ma- making those interceptions, I don't think... Go back a few months, I don't think these players make those mm. uh, type of moves. One, because I... Well, that, that clearly is something that is done in training. And I think when Nathan Jones was manager, he always would say that the things that he'd see in training and what he'd see on the pitch were completely different. And... And one of the things that you always hear pundits talk about in terms of confidence is that you go for those type of not they're not risky like tackles or anything, but you feel that oh no, I can go into something and win the ball. If you're suffering from a lack of confidence, you certainly feel more you as a player you're more withdrawn and you don't go for those things, and that's when you start uh, everyone panics and starts edging back. Whereas, yeah, confidence-wise, we seem to believe that we can win the ball off people and when we don't we seem to have the confidence that oh no well we're not we're not gonna concede here because everyone knows what they're doing everyone seems to have a little bit more of oomph in their chest when they're <laughs> when they're playing and I, again I'm, I'm reluctant to use the word passion but it it's summed up certainly by everyone just has a little bit more belief in what they're doing which is which is wonderful I think mm. absolutely you've hit the nail on my head there because six months ago say Joe Allen was diving into that kind of tackle, trying to win the ball, just like he did yesterday. And he wasn't winning it, and he was then getting blamed for the inevitable goal we conceded three passes later. And now he can do that, and the risk is that much lower. He seems to be winning more of them, but when when he doesn't win that interception or dive in to try and get the ball and not quite get there, the whole team are directly behind him about to mop it up, and that totally comes down to confidence and then gives him the confidence to do it more and he's doing it more successfully and then suddenly he, like a couple of times in the first half he won won the ball in midfield, took three paces forward and he was the furthest forward Stoke player and then in the second half we just had, we, we were getting ahead of him better and it's just it's just really great to watch and we spent 12-18 months saying we needed to be better on the second ball and bemoaning the lack of this bite in midfield and then yesterday just summed up how much we've improved in those areas <laughs> beyond recognition it's just even I mean they were doing slightly Charlie Adam passes in the second half spraying it out just a little bit too far but we were just picking them off like people used to do to us and it's just if the final pass was just a little bit better how many chances would we have made in that second half Mm. yesterday it was ridiculous and two really good goals as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) on your on your point about uh, Joe Allen I think you know this this bite this winning the ball he wouldn't have won a couple of months ago he's also summed up by that uh, chance he made at the Hawthorns for Gregory's 
mm. chance, which just like that's like that's the Joe Allen we've been wanting. Mm. That's so that's such a Joe Allen thing to do uh, when he's at his very very best, and that's the thing we hadn't seen mm. enough of under Jones or uh, indeed Rowett. Um, and uh, I think Dom Smith, our mate Dom, made the point to us on Twitter uh, that Nick Powell is having a big, oh. big impact already. Now, it's maybe not the impact uh, necessarily that we perhaps expected from him. He's not uh, sweeping it into the top right-hand corner from the edge of the area, and he's not uh, picking out these luxurious passes, apart from at the Hawthorns where he picked out Tom Ince to, to set up uh, Tyrese's goal. But that, those have been few and far between. What he is doing is giving Klukas and... Alan that freedom to be tenacious and he's also weirdly for an attacking midfielder doing quite a good defensive job he's quite good at nicking the ball off people's feet his pressing is good but it's not pressing like charging around after people pressing it's standing in the right position to block off a, a pass to a midfielder and and sometimes I, I do notice this at Stoke where if we're not immediately sprinting after a centre-back with the ball, they'll be like, God, press him, press him. When actually what they're doing is guarding the ball through to the midfield, which we didn't do enough of in the first 20 minutes, but then did later in the game. It was just, you know, thinking about it. Um, Mm. So I I like Nick Powell. Um, I I would like him to, uh, you know, a couple of times, you know, really, really ping that final ball in. But, yeah, uh, well, he was in the he was in the move for the the first goal, and we've got nearly ten minutes into this podcast without mentioning Samuel Raymond Klukas <laughs> and his li- he did he was a bit naughty he was a naughty boy he was very naughty he was very measured I thought it was not not <laughs> it, it wasn't the muted celebration against the former team it was the very measured I'm going to do an Adebayor but I'm going to stop at just the right point to avoid a booking then turn around point at <laughs> my shirt um, either clap or do the money thing I thought it was clapping yeah. at first but Joe, but Joe I think was rightly pointed out it does look like he's doing the dollar bills yeah. flicking stuff <laughs> what's not to like about Sam Klukas yeah, oh. he he's. I mean, he's gone through his fair share of like he's been brilliant for us this season. Then he's had a few mm-hmm. games where he has been off, which is to be expected from from all all players. But genuinely, I I still think Sam Klukas is in with a shout of being one of the players of the season for us. And it is a season that hopefully will get better now in the second half of it, and hopefully those performances will improve. But he certainly. We we look better for him being in the team than when he doesn't play, yeah. and um, the fact that he is a, a, a goal scoring midfielder essentially, it, it's good to know that we have those options in midfield. Mm. When up front, sometimes we can still look a little bit toothless. It's good to know that we don't just have to rely on on the strikers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, who'd have thought we'd have said that? You know, given. Atebo and Ndai leaving, which hmm. to different extents I'm I'm still quite sad about, but you know what, we haven't missed them over the last couple of games. The the midfield ha- has worked. It's um wh- whether that sustains itself long term and if we avoid injuries and stuff. But yeah, he's made a big decision. He said, Right, I know these guys are good, but I don't want them, so off the pop on, you know, the classic Stoke loan with a view to a permanent uh, deal. But yeah, just Klukas and Allen just look, mm. dare I say, 
Premier League quality. Oof, 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 oof. oof. I mean, I'm not going to jump as far as to say that that's how how we look because I still think we're a team who who need improvement. I I'm very much have enjoyed this week, but in terms of there there is another level that we need to gain if we want to even think about in next season being a team that challenges. Oh no, I'm, for I'm not saying uh, I don't. I, I'm not saying I oh. think that's going to happen. I'm saying Lucas and Allen look a cut above a lot of the mm. midfielders yeah. they've played. I think this. So. Yeah. I think I think that is that is fair. Certainly in in the last few games, they've they've been the better of all midfielders. They I, I can't think of one where they've the uh, uh, opposition midfielders got the better of them. Um, but I think as well, just I'm gonna I, I, throughout all of the, his time here, I've I've not really rated James McLean that highly. Like I like some of his tenaciousness but I've not really really rated him and whilst yesterday certainly wasn't his his best game for us I have to say that I'm changing my opinion on that I he he is coming across as a player who just he's he's not he's not a fancy winger he's not a tricky winger but he's certainly he's just so likable yeah yeah exactly he he's he's doing all the right things he's a he's a typical not British, <laughs> but but a old but fashioned in that in that old fashioned winger exactly. It's more and God, I'm not saying he's on the same level, but it's more akin to like a, a Matty Etherington rather than a a Marco Anatovic mm. type. He 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 just has that that work rate and ability to to get into these places. And sure, he's not again. He's not had some of the the best form, but certainly in the last few weeks under. O'Neill, I think he has been a player that's been quite a revelation for us, and we—I don't think he has not played. But f- when he's out or injured or whatever, I think we would look worse for it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, I didn't think he had a very good game yesterday. His delivery was lacking because there, there was the the kind of run around the sort of Huddersfield game where his delivery was really, really good. And um, I was like, "Oh my God, have we have we unlocked James McLean 2.0 crosses edition?" Um, <laughs> but recently, he's he's not really uh, been that player. Uh, but he's still just he's just James McLean all the bloody time. He cannot switch off from being James McLean, <laughs> and, and, and kind of the two two just James McLean things uh, happened in that second half. Was first of all when he got given a foul against him for winning the ball off the right back mm-hmm. who, who subsequently fell over and he went uh, apeshit at the <laughs> referee and probably yeah. should have got about four yellow cards for descent um, <laughs> but you know what, that's just Maka he'll do that, he just needs to let off some steam um, and then so follows it up by just trying to chop a man down uh, it just, it's just <laughs> like he, he could have pulled a crowbar from his uh, sock and just whacked him round the side <laughs> of the leg with it, and it would have been less subtle, uh, more subtle, sorry than than what he did. Um, but then the goal, uh, the goal yeah. was quite funny for me in that uh, it was it interrupted my dad uh, having a massive Barney at Nick Powell for <laughs> uh, buggering up the pass uh, to McLean. But it's James McLean. He's going to fight. He might win it, and he won the ball and uh, threw on goal. Most players would probably think, prone stick this in the corner, stick it round the keeper, you know, uh, 
you know, hold down RB on your controller, finesse shot into the <laughs> into the back of that. Not McQueen. He said, "Right, I'm mm. twatting this. If you you can get in the way if you want, but you're going in the net with the ball. So I don't know. I'd probably try and avoid it if I were you." And he just bludgeoned it in. It was oh, what a what a glorious piece of James McLean uh, that was. It was the finish was great because it, it was like an old Wolfenstein game or something where clipping had been turned off and the ball literally just went through him. Like I still can't see which bit of him it went through. One for the teenagers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Wait, no. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. They're still they're still making Wolfenstein yeah. games. I don't know about games. I oh. barely, I barely, I really had to think about the controls for finesse shot just then. So yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. I <laughs> just is not my wheelhouse. Um, but I, but. I, I love the fact that he he wasn't playing very well, particularly. But it, even like his crossing wasn't very good yesterday. But even when he he runs down the wing and he's got two defenders on him, and you think, okay, you should have hit earlier. He, he always seems to find a way to get across out of that position just by sheer effort and mm. determination. Even if it's not a very good cross, it's like just just keep doing that. It's great. Love it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of players who we're just. I'm liking more uh, Sam Vokes. I th- I think he's really he's really kicked on. Um, he's looking more of a target man. He's looking more of a handful for opposition defenders. Um, I'd have said, I think I have said on this podcast that he's a good finisher in the six yard box, but offers very little else. And now he's offering a lot more. There were times mm-hmm. a few weeks ago you could barely slide a beer mat under him when he jumped, <laughs> but now he's a uh, now he's winning headers. His uh, his link up play with Powell was good, um, and I, I felt a bit sorry for him first off because our final ball was lacking so much and he wasn't getting the services uh, that his efforts deserved. And another thing I like about us going forward was um, we we did a lot of uh, byline crossing from the wing stuff uh, that worked to, you know, well it didn't really work, but. Um, We've got a nice sort of move now that Nick Powell and Joe Allen uh, demonstrated with the goal, where we can kind of come inside off the wing and like, you know, ping it around a bit. Mm. Uh, we've got mm. a nice little, uh, got a nice little uh, sort of an incisor, if you like. We we kind of <laughs> we kind of curve in in towards the goal and uh, just Powell just is an essential part of that. Little bit of play and oh man, it's just good. I tell, I tell good. you, I'll tell you what it is. It's I think one of my big complaints from God, God knows how long has been that we've been so one-dimensional in our play. If if the the one tactic isn't working, we've just looked absolutely absolutely useless. And sure, there are times when we will look like that, and that you know because we're still improving. But I I think that we just look more dynamic as a team mm. now. I, I gone is that fear of um oh when we're not even going to get an opportunity because I do believe that we we will get opportunities to score in games I think we are able to create more because we do just seem a little bit more varied in our approach to things we're not just trying to I don't know play it long or or whatever we are mixing things up and I don't know whether that's down to the um the the pragmatism of Michael O'Neill who isn't necessarily coming in and talking about philosophy which don't get me wrong I've I enjoy the fact that some teams have philosophy um but he seems to have just come in and 
what works for the team will work for us is is kind of his his motto he'll just find a way for the players he's got to play well rather than trying to make the players that he's got fit a system that he wants to play and mm. that's kind of what we need right right now to to improve on things and going forward i think that's where we will we will excel i think as a club stoke when we when we've done well it's because that's how we've played rather than trying to it revolutionally changed things, which, you know, again, I appreciate that that was what Nathan Jones wanted to do, and I genuinely believed that he could have been successful, and I really wanted him to be successful, but Michael O'Neill has come in, and he hasn't reinvented the wheel with us, mm. but he's got players playing in a familiar system, doing what they do best. He isn't putting too much on them, I suppose, in terms of a tactical approach, but but we're we're looking good for it, and that's where the confidence has come back. To go back to our original point, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a back to basics approach. But that 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 sounds like um, you know he's he's gone in there and done something easy, which he hasn't at all. No, he's, no, he's no. Done, he's done. He's he's bringing it back to basics uh, requires a lot more. From him than just saying right, everyone playing correct positions. He, he's yeah. he's he's gone in there and uh, given some players a kick up the arse and and used his uh, man motivational skills with a lot of them. Um, and he's he's also got them playing that four two three one system uh, really efficiently. He's got he's got them reading the game very well. He's got uh, it, our use of space is a lot better. Um, all the all the kind of uh, it's it's not like. He's not like he's not a really good tactical mind because we've we've seen that he he is we've we've outplayed two of the better teams in this division um, by being smarter than them as well as perhaps yeah. wanting it more as well. So um, that's been tremendous to see. Uh, also uh, in the kind of roundup of positivity um, that's happened this week, Tyrese Campbell signed a new four and a half year deal. I like the idea of him. Uh, as was quoted on one tweet, uh, rejecting Celtic and Rangers in person because <laughs> I have this image of him driving up to Glasgow, knocking at the door on Celtic Park. It's like, knock, knock. Uh, hi, yes, it's uh, me. It's uh, Tyrese. Uh, thank you, but uh, no thanks. Um, do you know the way to Ibrox? Because I need to tell them a similar thing. Thank you for your interest in Tyrese Campbell, but unfortunately <laughs> we've decided to pursue another avenue. Scotland is uh, not a good league, Tony. Why, why are you aiming that at me? Because you're a plastic Scot. Because uh, okay. you're wearing a Scotland shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and, on... and, and so close to Burns Night as well, I'm slagging off the Scotch people. Speaking of Scotch, right? These I... days, if you say you're Scotch. <laughs> I have a new incentive to get to home games early now because listening to Big Chris discussing team selection with Billy McKinley was just like it was like an episode I of you Still Game. <laughs> Sorry, Illumos. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you do a passable uh, Central Belt accent, Chris. If you try, I I okay. do not. I just I I it was like an episode of Still Game or something. I particularly enjoyed uh, Billy McKinley's pronunciation of Mama Baram. Chief, which I'm here for. <laughs> but, oh man! But Tyrese Campbell, uh, Chris, uh, that's <laughs> yes. that's good, right? It is very good. It's very good. It's he he is certainly 
I feel this is a theme that I'm developing here. He is a player who will certainly improve, but at the moment he's one of the best finishers we have. Um, and the fact that he is so young and coming through at our club is, is fantastic. The cynic in me would say that this is brilliant because should he get plucked by another team, now we have a nice lengthy contract and we can charge reasonable amount rather a than billion pounds please <laughs> exactly exactly but my i mean my hope would be that he sees us as the long-term option that michael o'neill has given him a a promise of game time which seems to be what tyree what uh, michael o'neill has said and what has been coming out of of uh, tyrese campbell's camp uh, kevin campbell approves so that's great um it is his but son. It, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i'm happy but one of the things he did say and um kevin campbell this is is that it's because of this manager that that um tyrese has signed this deal that there is a lot of respect for for michael o'neill and that mm. and that's great and i think it's interesting that michael o'neill seems to be putting a an emphasis on trying to play some of our younger players um which which is again absolutely great they are the the future of this team but i certainly think that tyrese campbell has all the potential in the world for for us um i'm not a hundred percent convinced he will see out this contract i think that he will a footballer not see out a contract no they're binding it's a legal document (laughs) chris he has to stay here but at least we've got him for for the foreseeable future and hopefully he will be a player who is a number one pick come next season and we can show a bit of, I don't know, faith in him, build a team around supporting him and he'll go on and have a really good season for us. Hopefully we wish him, uh, well, obviously we wish him the best with his injury that he has now, but I, I can't wait to see him come back because I genuinely think that he's the best finisher we have. Yeah, I think I think one thing this week has shown... Uh, even after the positive positivity of Monday night, I don't think any of us really expected him to sign. So that was exciting. But mm. I think he, what he's really shown, and his dad said, um, is that his motivation is to be playing. So if he's doing a job and we're playing him, there's a reasonable chance that he will stay. I think he is more motivated by game time and feeling a part of things than he is by the bright lights of your... I mean, obviously, he'll go Arsenal and it'll be horrible, but <laughs> it, I, it, I am encouraged. And also, Joe Bursic signed a contract as well this week. Joe Bursic of and taking free kicks. Fame. Yeah, free kick specialist, yes. Joe Bursic. We, we, we've got a goalkeeper that takes free kicks. We're just like we're just taking the piss at this point. <laughs> we're going to have 11 goalkeepers it, on the pitch at one point in the next few years. Speak, we've got so many that are quite good. Speaking of uh, Kevin Campbell, uh, Tony, we spoke about this yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, but two interesting facts about Kevin Campbell. One that we put on Twitter last night was uh, he has the most Premier League goals without a international cap. He got like 76 oh, wow. Premier League goals, but uh, no England full call-up. Uh, Paolo Di Canio was like third on that list. Mm. So uh, that's quite an impressive stat. But also, perhaps even more impressive... This is from Wikipedia, so, you know, take it at face value. Uh, Campbell ran a record label, Too Wicked, with the label's first signing being rapper Mark Morrison, who released the hit tune Return of the Mac in 1994. But in December 2004, the artist 
with the artist still signed to Too Wicked, Campbell was forced to obtain a court injunction against rival label Jetstar in order to prevent it from releasing Morrison's album Innocent Man. He's not only is he uh, pulling the strings in terms of his son's future, he has had a massive say in kind of 90s pop rap history. Yeah, he's dis- yeah. despite his slightly weird lack of knowledge about shopping stuff he is he's a really interesting bloke who's had a really interesting career in in and out of football i've heard him speak on podcasts about it and he he's just done some really interesting stuff so i have some respect for him Mm. that's good that's awesome that's awesome on the uh uh michael o'neill uh having an influence of it all it just all goes back to how many times in this episode have we said so and so is really improved? So and so is really improved. I don't think yeah, uh, yeah. I've properly mentioned Tommy Smith yet, but he was my man of the match against Swansea. I thought he was absolutely terrific. He got up and down the line. He read the uh, play really well. He stood up to uh, Selena, I think it was the Swansea winger, who mm-hmm. was tricky or a tricky opponent, but he, he did well. And also, what was really good was um, they must have had nearly ten corners that game of Swansea. At no point did I feel like really nervous about us defending corners, which, you know, I would have been uh, previously. And it goes back to the idea of Michael O'Neill as the player whisperer, Mm. which was uh, a phrase coined by uh, another Scotchman, uh, Graham Hunter, uh, who, uh, check out his uh, podcast interview with Michael O'Neill. It's called The Player Whisperer. And it's kind of crediting his man management skills with... um, Northern Ireland success in, in getting to the Euros. I think this was recorded pre-Euros, which they reached the second round of. And so he's clearly a man who, um, you know, can get more than the sum of its parts, uh, more than the sum of the parts of a team. Um, and I, I've seen people say on Twitter and stuff that imagine if he if he'd have had the fifty million that Rowett spent or Jones spent or whatever. Uh. And I get that, I do, but I like that he's managed if he if he can improve uh this team in such a short space of time let's not necessarily throw mm. huge yeah. fists full of money at it. we've been here before yeah we have We're, like that it, it gives me gives me nerves only because it's kind of like i don't you don't know what he'd do with all that cash yeah. like because he's never Ma- had that Mark's- in his career well, exactly. Mark Hughes was wonderful when performing under budget, with, like within a confine. Like he would find, like Stephen Island was actually really mm. quite good for us when mm-hmm. he first came through. When Mark Hughes started to spend a bit of money for us, it was a bit questionable. Yeah. Like I, I, I would be, I like how things are going now, and I wouldn't want to rock the boat too much. But by all means, support him and get the players that he's that he's interested in. But oh man, he he. It got me wondering whether, as a club, we really do appreciate the older manager who has a bit of authority to them. Like, mm. I'm not saying that these that O'Neill and Pulis are similar in style at all, but he reminds me of Pulis in the sense that he seems very much to be authoritative, not in a in a disciplinary way, but like he, he is that older figure to the players who they, they look up to him. And I wonder if that was not there with Nathan Jones because he was a younger manager. Again, it it might just be I might just be talking absolute nonsense, but it's uh, there are there are things about O'Neill that remind me of the Pulis time. Mm. Not through a playing style, but just through the feeling of 
players. They're, they're, they're players playing, performing better. They're playing for him. Better than. The, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. They they play they play for the they play for each other, and they are as you said better than the the sum of their parts. They are performing above themselves, which um which is certainly a trait of the of the Pulis era. Well, you may have already uh, answered Topher Knowles' question on Twitter then. Are we now greater than some of our parts or just performing at the level we should be with this squad? Um, I would say, I mean, it's hard because we've had a good team on paper for the past two years and that has not translated at all into results and performance. So um, it's kind of questioned uh, my judgment about the abilities of some (laughs) of these players. So I, I find that difficult to say. I think... Certainly in the recent run we've had, we are playing greater than the sum of our parts in that we haven't we haven't got a standout player, I would I wouldn't say. We haven't had a standout uh, you know, this guy's made all the difference in the world. I think a, a lot of the time it's been players who haven't been playing very well picking up their performances and improving and playing better than we've seen them. Like Tommy Smith and Danny Bart, they're playing better than we've ever seen them play for Stoke. Um, Liam Lindsay as well. So I don't know if it's the level we should be performing at with this squad, um, because in the form table, since Michael O'Neill took over, we are fifth. And, you know, would we be fifth with a whole season with this team and manager? I don't know. I doubt it, maybe. Um but still, uh, I think both sides are uh, perfectly valid. I think it's perfectly valid to think that this team on paper should be a top six team. Uh, however, we've seen so little evidence of that that I'm inclined to think we are performing you know, better than the sum of our parts, mm-hmm. which is a bit stupid for the most expensive team in the league to say, <laughs> if that makes sense. Probably not, but oh well. Um, uh David Hammond, I cannot believe the transformation since Michael O'Neill took over. Unbelievable. Going into next season, is it more likely that we will need to sell Butland Allen to ensure FFP remains below threshold? Uh, I'm not a financial expert. Does anyone have any idea what's going on with FFP? It probably depends on your likes of your Atebos and your Indies if we get them off the wage bill and get some money for them mm. rather than just lending them out again. Unless, I mean... You never know, he might come back next season and be. He, he might have time to take stock and think, actually, I want them in the team. Um, I get, I get, it'll still be the case, I would have thought, that any, anyone we can get a big bag of money for, we can probably live without, as long as we keep doing what we're doing. Like, back to the some of our parts thing, it's, it's not like. It doesn't feel like we've had any amazing, complete performances. We just seem to be winning games by sheer force of will. Which is, mm, yeah. you know, that's like we in we did, we did, we didn't play especially well yesterday. We beat the team who were seventh in the league. Like that's yeah. that's a really yeah. good sign, um, I think. Yeah, we didn't play especially well, but yet we were still clear and deserved winners, mm. which is I uh, I think a, a fair reflection on where we are right now. We're not uh, like I think I think you you could say across a lot of the games we've won not many players would be like 9 out of 10 for their performance. There'd have been a lot of 8s and 7s uh, in there, but yeah, like yeah. very few like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10 performances uh, from us. Um, 
I was going to say, I also really like that we really seem to have got under the skin of Swansea fans. <laughs> yes. Like, they are, they're really angry about... Because this is a few times now that we've got a number on them, um, and they, they really seem angry about it. And it's the first a team we've done the double over this season, yeah. mm-hmm. which is nice. Yes. Uh, I was just going to add on the FFP point that the most important thing we can do in terms of financial fair play is to not go down. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, you know, touch wood... Uh, we are doing the right things in order to prevent that scenario. We are not. We haven't prevented it yet, but we are doing the right things in order to make this uh, less of a possibility. The second most uh, important uh, thing uh, would be to go up. Yes, that would be that would, that would be good. That would, that would be good. But um, shall we have a blanket ban on the use of the word playoffs uh, on this? I, yes, I might have meant next year. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Pretend. Um, yes. Yeah, um, for now, I'm still in a avoid relegation mindset, and I think that is a healthy place for mm-hmm. O'Neill and the squad to be as well. We still need uh, points on the board. We still need to get our way to... People say it's like a magic 50-point hole in this league, but I think it's a, probably a bit less. But regardless, still keep winning. And it would be absolutely effing marvellous if that, that could uh, happen on Friday night against... Uh, Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, HMRC's Derby <laughs> County, um, <laughs> who I fucking hate. Uh, just yeah, they're a bad, bad bunch of bad men. They're bad, bad people. They're bad. Pe- they are bad people. The whole drinky, drinky, drivey, drivey, sacky, mm-hmm. sacky business. <laughs> that was a bad. I I thought less of Derby uh, after that. I don't like this. CD Wayne Rooney mm. financey fucky uppy deal. That feels like joint like ownership, which is not allowed. Yeah, uh, I don't like their fans with their snakes. Even though Gary Rowan turned out to be shit, <laughs> it was still I didn't like that. Um, I like I enjoy beating Derby. They're the team I did most dislike in this league. However, it's just it's good. Good times can't last forever. So maybe we will lose this one. But what do we think? but we'll have a good time, and that's what matters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why will we have a good time? Because you all come into my house for a party, yeah. and by party <laughs> I mean us three watching football. Yes, I I was picturing um, like goodie bags and um, <laughs> cake. We can do know, that. Cake and pass the parcel yep. oh. and all the classic yep. uh, games. We can do we that. Can. Maybe we maybe we need to become uh, Twitch streamers because <laughs> uh, that's where all the money is. is now. And if we if we live stream us watching the uh, Stoke game Gogglebox style, yeah. um, you know, let's say a uh, hundred pounds uh, to ask us a question, you know, you know, you know, be like the YouTubers <laughs> are now, and just get lots and lots of money for sitting on a sofa watching football. I th- I think we could be the next Mark Goldbridge, <laughs> or um, yeah, just just say some pre-rehearsed lines when we can see it, can see the goal, and then become internet famous. Yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah. sounds an easy way to success. Sign me up. <laughs> yes, um, but yes, we are we are going to uh, your house in deepest darkest Yorkshire. Yeah, yes, um, yeah, should be good. Should be good. Um, I'm. I'm nervous about this mm, one. Yeah, uh, mm. it's just like it's it's the kind of game we lose. Mm. Um, it's very much but, set up for a disappointment. But, 
Yes, but the important thing is that we've got a kind of newfound uh, optimism with the team, and I don't think, you know, barring a 7-0 defeat, uh, I think we will be, hopefully, manage to retain a sense of perspective, even if we don't win or indeed lose against Derby. I think we should uh, just take it as one of those things that happen. Uh, it will be our first defeat in a while, and it's about how we recover from defeat. Uh, in the words of Batman Begins, why do we fall, Bruce, to pick ourselves back up? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. Another one for the kids. <laughs> but also we might win. Kids love Batman. If we beat, if we beat Derby on Friday... Oh, my God. It's hard. Shit off. It's hard to imagine how we would ever lose a game of football again. <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm already. I, I realise it's risky, but I'm already nearing that point now. It's like, okay, we, we've we're playing okay and we're just getting results, and that has taken a bit of time because <laughs> M- Michael, Michael, and Neil came in, um, and it's taken a bit of time, and we have gradually improved. And there was a spell not that long ago where we were sort of, mm, is is this? Is this good? I'm not sure this is good. Maybe, maybe he's just another manager, and now it's starting to look like actually it is good. And ooh, imagine winning loads of games. Oh, it, 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 I just think everything is going to be totally great forever. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. It would be nice. So, mm. yes, we'll we'll leave it there then, unless we have any any other business, any other things to say about stuff. Um, I have nothing more to add. It's been a wonderful no. week. I'm, I'm just happy, and I don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> Fab. Fab. Well, one thing you can do with your happiness is go to patreon.com forward slash wizards of drivel, uh, where we've been doing some daily pods. So uh, yesterday we had me and Tony in the car in traffic uh, talking about what we thought about the game as we slowly crawled away from the ground, and that's nice. Uh there's a Monday night one I did after uh, the West Brom game. I may have had a glass of wine, um, <laughs> but that was good. And yeah, so uh, we are putting uh, content out, uh, you know, a bit more regularly and in, you know, tiny little doses. Uh, I think, uh, Tony, you describe them as perfect uh, podcasts to defecate to because they <laughs> last just that, you know, right amount of time. Um so, just want to be a great toilet podcast. Oh, Icarus, fly not too close to the sun, lest thy waxy wings should melt. Thank you very much for listening. Up the bloody my colonial whiskey Guinnessy bloody good Stoke Potter's football shit house Sammy Clucas Des Desmond. Two to Deslinem Raymond, Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Get in, get them now. Get them. Yes, soccer. See you, bye. Go on, Snow.